Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of Press and a Bunch Continue. My name is Keith, the boy who smashes Donkey Kong as a little too hard as a kid, resulting in some tests taking place. And I'm joined by my co-host Nisha, who every year still tries to book a holiday to Isle Delfino. That's right, this week we'll be discussing and Pikmining, do you like that, Pikmining? Our favourite <laughs> little cube games from Nintendo's last console where power mattered. So squeeze your super monkey balls and smash down with the bros as this nostalgia trip will be like taking a look through a thousand year door. So pick up that neatly packed box as this gem had more gold than Luigi's Mansion. It's time to have a Mario party, so blast that Wind Waker in my face and let's chat well into Twilight about the GameCube. Does the Nintendo GameCube have the best console load screen? I'm going to slap out here and say it's the best fucking console of all time. That's right. Put it in. Put it in. Podcast is over. It's done. Turn it off. I'm done. It is a fucking great console. It is a fantastic oh, console, man. It's so good looking. It has a yeah. handle. It's like yes. it's like it's like imagine like it has it's like a ponytail you can just pull on when you're slaying a doggy style. You know, you have a little <laughs> handle. You're just shagging it on in there, and you're you're writing the thing. How did you and get the fucking a GameCube within? Because it's got it. it. it and it's got four perfectly podcast. tiny micro peen slots in the front for me. It was made just for me. I go in port one, port two, port three, port four. Oh. And, the, and the little memory cards are like the nipples. You know, you're slapping them on in. Oh, fuck. And you know yes. when you open the, open the disc tray and it goes up real slow and you're like, damn, damn. <laughs> you got to grease it up, you know. Fuck oh, me. fucking hell. Oh, my God. And then it has that huge big boy expansion pass for the Game Boy that, yeah. like, slots into it. Oh, it's just so perfect. It's like putting stilettos on it, you know, makes it a little bit taller. <laughs> Some fishnets now and getting it walking down the street and you'll be living the dream. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, how are oh, you today, baby? I'm fucking a bit hot and flustered after <laughs> after I know. that. But I'm doing good, man. I'm Definitely doing good. like pause for an old quick diddly fiddly, but yeah. There's no there's no denying that the GameCube looks I think is a is a really cool looking console in itself. Mm-hmm. Um very like nice, neat looking design, if you know what I mean. A neatly packed kebab, you know? Like it is, it is, it is a nice neat little kebab. <laughs> What? I don't know, man. You're after totally derailing me now. <laughs> yeah, I started off with. I just started off with some came energy. In, huh? You know what I mean? I came, came in spicy. Yeah. What do you think is the sexiest water creature that we have in the world? Like, if you if you had to put, if you had to say, like, what's the sexiest fish or like you know something that swims in the ocean? What would you say it is? What do you think the sexiest like thing that swims in the ocean is? Like, if you just had to pick one, like life or death situation, you just have to say one thing. <laughs> just, just pick any. Like, oh, what's yeah. the first thing that comes to mind? I know we're all going to have the same answer here. Uh, the like deep echo, echo from the, the boys. Echo the. Do- Dickon, dolphin, D- dolphin. Yeah, you'd say dolphin, right? No. <laughs> Would you? 
I would. And if you want to know a good fact, the GameCube was originally called the Dolphin, okay? Hence what? why it's so sexy. What? GameCube was, it, was the, it was called the Dolphin. And you want to know right. something more interesting? It has a chip in it that has yeah. a picture of a dolphin on it. And it's called the Dolphin Love. Chip. And it has another chip called the Flipper. And now this theme of why I'm bringing it in, very heavy water team. Give me two of their main titles on the GameCube Ooh, that are water themed right now. The Wind Waker. Yes. What's the other one? I don't know. What the Sunshine. Other one is. They're oh, both Super all Mario taking Sunshine. Play. Yeah. Holy. The fuck. GameCube is a water themed Nintendo oh. console that it brings is. all their main games water themed. That has a flipper. It's a dolphin. It was supposed to be called the dolphin. And it is the sexiest fish in the sea because it's the sexiest console. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. That's really fucking. I never thought about it like that. I'm right, here we go, mind. right? Just one second more. Pikmin's <laughs> ship. All of our ships called the Dolphin. Just putting it out there. No way. That's really fucking cool, man. What do you think? So, if, if the GameCube is a water Pokemon, or is a water console, mm-hmm. what elemental? Ooh. What? What's an N64? I feel fire for... Well, I don't know. Fire's coming to my mind for some reason. I don't know why, but this is more of a feeling thing. Right. I feel like the SNES is a ground type. And I feel like... Ooh, I feel, like the Wii, I feel like the Wii is a psychic type. All right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, motion control, yes. Yeah, yes. you know, I'm, I'm got... with you, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Which the GameCube right. was supposed to have motion controls at launch, by the way. Which is what, basically yeah? why the Wii was formed, too, as the next generation of it. Was it really? So it, mm-hmm. the GameCube was supposed to have motion controls? Yeah, so you remember Star Wars Rogue Squadron Leader? Yes. They were going to have motion controls for that game. Originally, the game was designed around having motion controls with it. No way. Um... But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Elementals, it's an interesting one. Mm. But um, yeah, man, it's, it's such a beautiful system. I think it's it's like I kind of talk about the N64 a lot as my favorite. But if I was being realistic about the time I spent during the age I spent it with, I was around, oh, I don't know, was I like 2000 and what year did the GameCube launch? Was it 2001 2002. or 2000? Well, in Europe, 2002 initially launched in 2001. So like I was 10. 10 or 11 do you know what right. I mean like that yeah. was peak kind of understanding games at a higher mm-hmm. level do you know what I mean I yeah. wasn't just playing them looking at them I was mm-hmm. loving them do you know yeah, yeah such yeah. a good system now it is I was uh, about 15 when I came out here in 2002 and at the time unfortunately the GameCube passed me by I actually only recently got into the GameCube when I kind of got into you know got back into old school video games mm-hmm. uh, maybe about six-ish years ago I think I first got a GameCube mm-hmm you only and had a GameCube for the first time six years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, that's magical, yeah. man. Now, I did... So, I do remember... I do remember when I came out, there was... Uh, some of the guys that I was working at the time, um, I remember them coming over to my house and they were having a few beers, and they brought, it, brought over a Nintendo GameCube. Which, that sentence in itself is crazy. Because, like, it has a handle. It's like a little portable yeah, boy, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's part I know. Of I think design. that was the whole thing. I think, it like... Was? I think they were, like... People were like, just, it has a handle, so we're going to just bring it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was, And it worked. Like, that was a good gimmick, if you will. But I remember he brought it over, and we were playing Smash Bros. Melee. Now, this was, this might have been a couple of years afterwards. Sure. Yeah, I was at least 18. I was at least 18, because it was the job that I was in at the time. So, um, he brought over Smash Bros. Melee. He brought over uh, Twilight Princess, I think. And... I remember he actually left the GameCube there in my house and I got to play through Twilight Princess. Oh. And I fucking, I really, really enjoyed it. But do you know what it was, man? It was like, 
I really enjoyed the Twilight Princess thing and then when Wind Waker came out it was I was again I was at that age where I was you know I want kind of a darker I was looking for a darker yeah, theme yeah. thing. You, you were you were edgelord you were like yeah, kinda, yeah you were like rocking the chains and like you had yeah. like Dummy yeah, mommy goth boobies on the wall and you were yeah, like I'm basically, not a fucking yeah. baby I'm a big hardcore cream dreamer yeah like into like the WWF attitude era was fucking yeah. was you know at it's peak and it was all rock heavy and not bright colourful childish you know what I mean mm-hmm. which made sense because look at all the gaming magazines of that era it was all like tits tits and more fucking like big busty like the magazine know? right that you gave me you gave me a few magazines recently the one that I'm reading at the moment is Nintendo official magazine and it's from June 2003 yeah mm. and I sent you that picture of that game with with the busty lady on the front yeah. of the like that was and her Nintendo. nipples are true and in, her nipples yeah. are true the top yeah. and it's yeah. about and you're like, women beating Nintendo? up dudes or something yeah like Nintendo <laughs> like really don't getting into the early kinks yeah like that's very out there for Nintendo for, in yeah, 2003 crazy. like mm-hmm. you know what I mean so um yeah I, I was more into the kind of the darker themed stuff and also a kind of you know when I hit a certain age it was all about going out with my friends and partying and yeah. kind of video games took a kind of a backseat to it all and uh, mm-hmm. so the game I missed the GameCube growing up sure. you know um, and yeah I only got it for the first time a couple of years ago and I remember I bought it someone just messaged me and was like look I have a GameCube here do you want to buy it and I said yeah how much and he said 20 euro so he Fuck. gave me a GameCube <laughs> with a controller uh, it has the Game Boy player on mistake. It, uh, 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 <laughs> underneath it as well What's mm-hmm. the yeah the Game Boy the, player? The, you got yeah. The, do you know the Game Boy player on its own is worth like 150 quid? Is it yet? What? Yeah. Is it? The no, I don't have the is, disc. I don't have the disc. Oh well, yeah, the disc so I've is never the... actually used it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it looks cool. I like the way it looks. It's still um, and There was a copy. Yeah, yeah. There was a copy of a surfing game in it. Oh, Wave uh, Race. Uh, no, no, it wasn't. It was an actual not jet skis. It was an actual surf. Oh, uh, surfboarding kind of game. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, I got that for 20 euro, and then another friend of mine who I worked with, gave me his copy of Wind Waker and mm. his copy of Twilight Princess because he said he had everything on the Wii and he didn't need it. So and have you played both Wind Waker and Twilight Princess now? I have. Now pretend have. you've never met me and you have to answer honestly. Wind Waker or Twilight Princess? Hold on, sorry. I have to think. Let me just think about it. To be honest, I want to say Twilight Princess, but <gasps> Wind Waker is coming to my head first. Wind Waker is coming to my head first. Is I that think... because you're looking directly at my face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Wind Waker. I'm gonna go with Wind Waker. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed Twilight Princess. Thought it was a really cool game. I really liked the darkness of it. I liked the design of it. I liked the gameplay. Everything. I really liked the game as a whole. But Wind Waker is, and I've mentioned this before. We both have the most beautiful game I think I've ever played. Most beautiful video game I have ever seen. It is visually stunning. Mm-hmm. It is so much fun to play. It's so immersive when you're out sailing on the sea. There's so much exploration to do. The music in it is incredible. Mm. Everything about The Wind Waker to me is perfect. Even Mm. now, the art style. So uh, again, you know, I was into grunge and rock and fucking darkness and blah, blah, blah when I was that age. And I didn't appreciate the bright colours. And now as an adult when life is dark and dreary and miserable and yeah. you get a bit of brightness in Wind Waker <laughs> sure but we I'm talk joking. About... life isn't always like no, that but, but I'm just saying like we, we talk it's about a that nice a bit, brightness and it brings that joy and you turn it on and even the oh man 
when you turn on I'm actually getting goosebumps here when you turn on the Wind Waker and you hear that the music that comes on and you're like <laughs> it just it just fucking fills my heart with joy man it's so fucking nice <laughs> it's so nice you could just sit there looking at it so good it's and so how good, they man. bring in i don't know if you know this how they bring in ocarina time classic zelda songs into that intro like there's Hold loads on. of what? different parts mixed in it so you think that's what? an all original tune but yeah. all these melodies so any zelda song you hear if you listen yeah. to even tears of the kingdom Right. All the music has mm-hmm. a staple. It will either be Zelda's lullaby. It will be something. And those notes are in it and they're transformed no into something. No fucking and what you'll way. Is, what you'll hear at the end of that intro theme is... Oh, fuck. It's very hard to hear in my head after all I can hear is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. And it like it has... It will have like difference of Hyrule Field. It will have all little different chunks of different themes put into different mm-hmm. areas of that song. No so way. So if you listen, listen to the whole thing and if you go to the very end of it, you'll hear classic Zelda melodies in it. Deadly. I'm going to have to fucking have another listen. But what, what, what do you think on Wind Waker or Twilight Princess? I mean, you know my answer and people yeah. who listen to this podcast. But yeah. it's your first time listening. Wind Waker came out years before Twilight Princess. Mm. Um, so, I mean, that in itself... There's parts in that game that I enjoy that some people don't, which I think is why I like it even more. I right. do enjoy the silence of sailing on the sea. I do enjoy the okay. atmosphere it conveys discovering new islands. Mm-hmm. Twilight Princess, for me, has this very elongated intro. I think Twilight Princess is a fantastic game, but it has a very elongated intro. There's, um, I think, obviously, in terms of games aging, I think it's aged worse both graphically and both yeah. from some design choices, you know? Mm-hmm. But then again, there there's some extreme highs in that game. I just think if I was to take a consistent experience and you were to measure the serotonin in my body, Wind Waker would be far higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think, you know, you were talking about, you know, when you're 18, you want to... You know, when you're a teenager, you want to be an adult. When you're an adult, you want to be a kid. So, yes, like, there's... <laughs> you know, so I think, like... And we always talk about, th- like, you know, your 30s is like being 13 again. Mm-hmm. And you realise that, you know what? There's enough edge in the world that I deal with on a daily basis. I'd prefer yeah. to play Wind Waker. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think some some people, uh, when you get to a certain age, are almost afraid to take themselves or take themselves too seriously, and are afraid to relax and show a bit of playfulness and mm-hmm. like embracing their fucking inner child and just yes. being like, like you know, like I I often, uh, you know, someone might say something about like say in the job I'm in is a very male dominated kind of fucking bravado type mm-hmm. job and. They're all they like football and that's what they're into and that's cool. But if anyone talks about video games, they're like, run into that shite. And I'm and mm. like, whereas I remember as a kid, I can remember being in school specifically. This memory is stuck with me where we were waiting to go into art class and someone was slagging someone for having Pokemon cards. And I literally had loads in my bag and I, and he was like, look at him, the little baby, whatever with his poke. And I was sitting there going, Haha. and I was afraid to say anything. Yeah. And now when I'm an adult, if, if this ever comes up and it comes up, like I, I has come up a bit like where they'll be like, I'm not into that shit. And I'm like, oh man, I'm a huge nerd. I mm-hmm. love video yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely you're like... love them. I'm like, what, well, you're into that? Yeah, Pokemon, Zelda, Mario, love mm-hmm. it. It's brilliant. And I like being able to be confident and say, you know what? A hundred percent. I love this shit. Like, it's what makes me happy. Like, well, who It's part of your identity of who you are. Mm, and yeah, like if you absolutely. have to suppress and hide that you're pretending to be someone for something else yes. and as a teenager that's way harder because you know you just want to fit in and you wouldn't exactly. dream of breaking out yes. of that mold but that yes. memory stuck with you so much as a lesson as always to be yourself and not to hide what you enjoy and Ooh. not to hide what you're doing 
I think that's why something like that sticks with you and that's why you'll never do that again. Do you know oh, what I mean? Is that is that like from a psychology? Well, it's a memory you've aspect. mentioned once or twice, and I think yeah. I we mm. wouldn't remember that so keenly if it True. wasn't something that made you so important to being like. Because I'm mm. sure, like if if to this day you saw someone mocking someone over having Pokemon cards, you'd be like, "Fuck you!" Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, at the absolutely. time, obviously, we'd all be nervous and scared and just be like, "Oh shit, I better put mine away because I don't want to be mm. bullied or picked out or whatever." Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, definitely, I think there's, like, you know, you hold on to that, and now you wear it as a badge of honour. Because when you wear something as a badge of honour, people find it very difficult to knock you down for it. Do you know what I mean? Because if you're like, I love this, and you're like, you love it, you're like, I adore it. They're not then going to be like, like, you know, but if you're like, (laughs) "Uh, yeah, I kind of like Pokemon, they're like, oh, yeah, what? You know, there's there's more wiggle room for that. So, true, yeah. Wearing it as a badge of honour, you know? Yeah, no, that's very interesting. But yeah, I I think the the darkness, the lightness, it's, it's, to be honest, they're a good contrast to games. Mm-hmm. And it's a probably clever from Nintendo's point of view where they can appeal to an older generation and a younger generation, you know, yeah. with, with the light and dark. Yeah, so you're going with Wind Waker, I'm going with Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. I totally agree that Twilight Princess hasn't aged as well. But I think when you're comparing it to Wind Waker, it's kind of <gasps> difficult to... I would love that to be our poll, actually, which is right. the better Zelda game, Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. Because obviously cool. we're speaking from a Wind Waker point of view, and I know there'll be mm-hmm. a lot of people screaming like, no, Twilight Princess is yeah, the better yeah, game, you true, know, which true. is totally fair. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. But we could sit here and talk about Zelda the whole time. We're talking we have about the before. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're talking about uh, the GameCube, which mm-hmm. I, I think, again, I think aesthetically the console itself does look really cool. I do like the handle, the four ports at the front. Um, I do, I like the little memory card I think they're they're a nice kind of like a, like a smaller size version of the PS2 PS1 memory card, mm-hmm. um, very very like totally different to the N64 that goes yes. in the back of the controller. Um, can can I just intervene there because yes. with the design because the mm-hmm. thing that's coming to my mind constantly is that everything was miniature. The ga- the the ga- the discs were miniature. The yeah. memory cards were miniature. The console was miniature and has a handle. True. And you were talking about the fact that you can bring it over to you. like that's a tiny box. And yeah. it was the last time Nintendo cared about power, right? It was the last time that their console was more powerful than the PS2, not quite as powerful as an Xbox. And every generation mm-hmm. after that, they were a half the power, a quarter the power. So it's the last yeah. time they also kind of valued power of the generation. But yeah. the fact you can pick that thing up, bring it to a mm-hmm. friend's house, and play Smash Brothers with four people, Super yeah. Monkey Ball, Mario Party, mm-hmm. Double Dash. The Double fact dash. you can carry it, a tiny mm-hmm. fucking box with loads of power. And bring yeah. it over with tiny discs, tiny yeah. memory cards, and four ports in the front to play on your friend. So like, cool. Crazy. It is crazy. I have I actually haven't thought about that. Because, um, mm. see, I have the memories of it, but you're like yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, retrospectively true. going with it, you know? So t- tell me this, right? When you first got the Nintendo GameCube, do you remember getting the actual console? Do you oh, remember dude, the... one of the on. one of the best gaming days of my life. Oh, hit me, please. Oh, hit me. I woke up half eight in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, because I knew I had it booked in Smith's right. in town. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, mm. I was yeah. like, Dad, you fuck, they're going to be gone. Like, there's no way they can be gone because I booked it. But I was like, tearing. I would literally yeah. be like pulling him. I'd be yeah, like, because yeah. I, the amount of anxiety and excitement <laughs> I've had about me not being able to get one. I, it's right, it's kind right. of the equivalent of road rage. Like, yeah. I think I would like be like literally kicking other children out of the way and be like, you don't know what this is. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah, like really. Yeah, yeah. I remember walking into Smith's at the time and I remember seeing behind. So they would store all the consoles behind the um, tills. Yeah. And there was a whole wall of GameCubes, the purple oh, one and the black one. So there was two no colors way. at launch and I had to decide what color I wanted. So oh, I was yeah. like, 
Do, 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 do. I was yeah. like, it's Pokemon Red and Blue all over again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very true. You know what I mean? I was like, mm. what am I going to get? And I was like, fuck, I'll go with Black's the safe color. Do you know what I mean? I was right. like... And I remember I got Luigi's Mansion and I got Sonic Adventure 2. They were two oh. launch games for it. I'm pretty sure it was Sonic Adventure 2 was launch game, but definitely Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. Uh, which the fun fact to Luigi's Mansion is the first time Nintendo ever launched a console without a Mario game and Luigi was repping oh, the GameCube. No way, cool. I didn't realise that. That's very cool. Yeah. So I remember picking that up and I remember this was at the age now where I would have been putting on gloves to open the console. Like, I yeah. had such this pristineness, and I, like, mm-hmm. I, I remember before I got the console, I had this little child's chair, mm-hmm. and it was yellow, and I painted it black to match the color before I opened it because I wanted its own Dead. special stand, so I had to leave that no dry outside. Way. And I'd wait to open the GameCube, <laughs> and then it would have its own stool that I would put it on so it was well That's ventilated. That's so cool. And I remember turning on Luigi's Mansion and that, like, the graphic increase from N64 to the GameCube era was Mm -hmm. significant. You don't really get that anymore. It's more about performance now. But um, watching that opening, (laughs) 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 which is like Luigi going, Mario, and he's opening the door and he's going into the Luigi's Mansion (laughs) and he's walking up towards it. Um, Which, by the way, the Luigi's Mansion theme is my favorite Nintendo Mario-related theme. Out of any Mario game, yeah, it's my favorite by far. Yeah, No way. Um, And I was just fucking... And then I was like, okay, I'm too scared to play this alone. So (laughs) I called, who's in the Discord now, I don't know if you've noticed, so um, my friend Richard, (laughs) who changed his name in the Discord to my friend... Has he? <laughs> yeah. So he's known as my friend in the Discord. Oh, brilliant. Um, came over and we played Luigi's Mansion together and it was like chef's kiss. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so fucking cool. And then what was the other one? Sonic Adventures? Which Sonic I Adventures played a lot too. on the Dreamcast. That's, um, that's what I was going to ask you. So did you have a Dreamcast before you had a game? Was the yes. Dreamcast out before the GameCube? Yes. Right. And what? Well, yeah, like was two, three years. So would this have been kind of like the first time playing a... Was it a, a remaster or a remake mm. or a port? A port? Yes, yes, definitely a port. It was called Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Yes. And uh, that's the official title. And it was just Sonic Adventure 2 on the Dreamcast. Right. So it had a multiplayer aspect of it that was increased more to the original extra characters and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but other than that, it was pretty similar. Maybe the textures and maybe the resolution was slightly greater, but I think for the most part, it was a pretty clean port at that stage. Right. Um, and we used to play, there was a Chow Garden in that game, um, yeah. which was like a Tamagotchi mode where you had these little creatures and you raised them. Oh, so yeah. when you when you played the levels, you get these like animals and these power-ups and you'd keep raising them and then you put them in races and karate. Like a whole, this, have you ever heard of a Chow Garden before from Sonic? Yeah, yeah, you have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, have mentioned People it before. People have been asking for its own standalone game for the longest time because it's another full game within the game. Right. It's, no it's, way. it's wild. So it's like a whole thing where you raise these little creatures and you put them on your memory card, take yeah. them over to a friend's house and battle them like Pokemon or race no them. Way. And it Deadly. was all crazy. Holy s- shit. The crazy thing is, which I have to show you. Yeah, yeah. This memory card I have here mm. was my original GameCube memory card. It's an eight megabyte one that I have in my hand. And this has my Chow on it still to this day. No my very first way. Chow has had since it's 12. His name is Cody. No and way. I can still power him up and I can still feed him and do all things. So no, this is like a Tamagotchi I've had since I was 12 and I'm 31. That is so fucking cool, man. Holy yeah. shit. That's so, so cool, man. And I can see I've ingrained Sonic onto it with the pen right. that didn't work. Right. <laughs> to make sure that, you know, that's the one with your chair on it. Like this, yeah, my original. Like yeah. It's like having your same Tamagotchi that never died. 
Yeah, it's, man, it's that's really fucking cool. That's really cool. And do you remember thinking, because I don't remember, although there was, I suppose there was Super Mario All-Stars. Sorry, I'm thinking of ports and remakes, and I for some reason I was thinking maybe it was a new thing, but it wasn't. Sure, there was Super Mario All-Stars, and the SNES had one, two, three, the last levels on it, so... Yeah, yeah, the Wii had another Super Mario All Stars, and then you know there was three D All Stars for the Switch and stuff like yeah. that. But um, I was I was thinking of did it did it kind of uh, back then would it have kind of blown you away a little bit thinking that I wonder actually did it so a Sega game coming out on a game yes. on Nintendo oh, oh yeah. actually yeah was that the first time Sega released that was when Sega was completely binded so Sony basically crushed yeah. Sega and they made sure they did. They were like, right. we want them out of the thing. They were very gung ho about making sure Sega would not exist as oh, a company. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was there's a lot of there was a lot of um, I think dealings in the background. I'm not up to date on it, but I know it was a huge oh, contributing factor. Obviously, some of their own fault too, with the games being easily burnt. But I said this before: the Dreamcast was the fastest selling console in the first week or two. Yeah. But so basically, they were out of the console market then. So then they had to diversify if they wanted to keep alive mm-hmm. by you know making mm-hmm. the games on a GameCube. So seeing Sonic on a Nintendo console after they were blurring Oasis rivals was yeah. crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, actually, true, true. I heard somebody talking about. Uh, I can't remember where I heard this. Somebody had asked the question of. Do you think Sega would ever make a console again? I'd love it, but no. Like, I mean, I think the next thing Xbox are going to buy is Sega. Do you I reckon, mean, yeah? I, I, would, I would say, I think they've already tried. Um, I saw a thing last night about how they made a deal with PlayStation or something about Call of Duty. So here's the deal, right? So there's, um, this goes into a bit console war territory, so I don't want to like, right. I don't want to like feed the fans too much of this because <laughs> I think console wars, and I would state here, is the stupidest thing in the world. Of course it is. I think yeah. if you have to go out of your way to fight someone about what they enjoy, you have a yeah. problem and you yeah. need to yeah. have yourself looked at. dare you like something different to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy, oh, man. I have an Xbox, PlayStation, and a Nintendo, and during yeah. different phases of my life, I prefer different ones at different times true yeah, um, yeah me too but yeah there was the uh, xbox will be my main at the moment and um, i thought right. the ps4 is very good but i think i think the series is a better console this generation for me uh, but yeah. i still love the playstation 5 mm-hmm. uh, i think nintendo always do their own thing so i can rarely compare them do you know what i mean like they're always true. in their own lane if true. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so yeah xbox sony tried to stop uh, xbox buying activision blizzard they like a huge thing going on for ages but Xbox is like, we'll allow the games on your console. It's fine. Like, we'll give you a 10-year deal. And they're actually, because of this deal, now Nintendo is getting Call of Duty. So what? Nintendo is going to have Call of Duty on it for the next 10 years because Microsoft's oh, like, we'll right. give you a deal. So now you can have Call of Duty on Nintendo. So it's yeah. better for everyone. You can play cool. it on PlayStation, Xbox, and buy Xbox buying them. You can play it mm. on every console. You'll have to play it on cloud. You'll be able to play it on your fucking whatever you want. Game Pass Daddy. and all that. So that's so that, cool yeah so but initially sony was like we're not doing it and we're not allowing you to sign it because it's not fair but sony have been doing that for years they've been buying exclusive they have sure they've had huge exclusivity for years as yeah. a company and sure there was always modes that came to them first and all this stuff and whatever mm-hmm. game you can think of do you know what i mean yeah um so then eventually they were as of yesterday today we're like okay we'll sign the deal so yeah mm. but originally they were trying to they were like fuck you sega oh gone. like, like they're like this was a court case that's been going on for the last while because england was trying to block them as a country mm. and then microsoft was like well we'll pull out of england <laughs> like do you know Jesus, what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean like they have mm. so much power yeah. um fuck. but i think this is ultimately a good thing i think console exclusivity is kind of annoying for the most part but i think it's fair t- again this is all about we talked this about streaming platforms before but you don't want anyone to be a monopoly like it needs to be a relative fair game so the consumer gets the best choices as well mm-hmm. 
Do you yeah, know? true. Um, so tell me this, right? I have a list. I I did a bit of research mm-hmm. here, right? So I for did the too. Nintendo, the Nintendo GameCube first came out in two thousand two. It has the GameCube has a total of six hundred and fifty one games in its library. Is that small or big? I think it's small. I think it's small. I yeah. think it's small. Like I know. Like the, the the Nintendo NES and the Super Nintendo, I think had like around eight hundred ish games. Mm-hmm. The N sixty four dropped down. I think that only has like around three hundred and something games. Oh, wow. But then if you if you compare it to what the PlayStation two that has fucking thousands and thousands of games. But this is very very interesting because this is Nintendo allowing third party or not because on the DS it has thousands of games. The DS has thousands and thousands of games. Right. Because there was so much third party influence using innovative technology. But Nintendo are still very first party orient orientated mm. when it came to the GameCube. Do you know what I mean? Which means mm-hmm. there wouldn't be. 20 or 50 other companies making games where the yep. PlayStation would take almost any new IP and take a chance in the PS2 days, mm. you know? So, like, I think there's contributing factors there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, but of these 651, right, if you could pick your top five... Mm, right. Will we do a mini top five together? Yeah, yeah, let's do a mini top five. I have a list. <laughs> Again, my experience with the GameCube is... I don't want to say limited. I've played... I'm going to say I've played a couple of hundred hours in GameCube. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And majority of that was Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. But um, as video games, I've... Like, I don't have as much knowledge or experience as you sure. do. Now, sure. I have tri- I've tried loads. And I've tried games that... Like, I tried Pikmin because I've heard it's, like, one of the greatest games ever. Unfortunately, I couldn't get into it. It just... Mm-hmm. It wasn't for me. I don't know. I tried the Metroid games. That that was okay. I didn't get mad into it. But um, the top... I have a list here of my favourite games that I have tried and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed. So... We do let's, a little, we do let's, a this is an episode five. within an episode. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Well, I, well, I, well, I, press, press any button to continue. continue. A non-official top, top five GameCube <laughs> games, number five. Go on, I'll let you start at number five. <sighs> See, I don't have any orders of these. So All oh, right, right, right. Well, I'll start. I didn't I'll, plan. I'll, I'll start with my five, which my people probably say shit, but it's a uh, Rocky the the boxing game. What? Which I, yeah, I know, I know, man. Look it, look it. I, I just, um, I've never played it, so it's just such a funny one. You know, I, I did Thai boxing for loads of years. Yeah. I liked the sport. Did he have I a cartoon aesthetic? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cell shaded, yeah? It doesn't look great, it doesn't look great. But it's a fun game. Do it's you a have it with you? No, I don't have it with me. Okay. No, I don't have it with me. But it's it's a fun game. I think it's cartoony as far as I remember. But I just mm-hmm. remember when I got the GameCube. It was one of the first games that I got, and I remember just playing it and just being like, "This." And I'm not mad into sports games really. But I just played it and I was like, "This is fun." So <laughs> people will fucking be like, "You're choosing Rocky over Pikmin and fucking Metroid." <laughs> Well, let me satiate the viewers and become the favourite out of the two of us. <laughs> My number five is Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say so. By the way, I'm, I'm cutting out Sonic Adventure because it's a Dreamcast game. I'm not going to count right. it as a poor. Okay. So I'll, I'll, leave, okay. I'll leave it out of that one and I'll count right. that as a Dreamcast game if we ever do a Dreamcast episode. Right, right. Um, I would probably put Pikmin at number five, yeah. I yeah. think that the thing about that game is its eeriness and it's it's it has the time basis, right? And it's it's very much so about you wake up 
and you're like how do i maximize my time efficiency of the day i mm-hmm. want to it's a strategy game it's like i need to grow a certain amount of pikmin i need mm-hmm. to build my army and then that army needs to carry like you know products and efficiency to rebuild my ship so there was this idea i liked having a notepad in my i'd have a physical notepad and i'd write down like how am i gonna maximize my efficiency so i'd make a plan before i'd play the game yeah. which added a real cool element to it says so like okay uh, on this day, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and collect as much of this. So it was a very kind of organizing thing that I enjoyed in my brain yeah. with Pikmin. Deadly. And I just really, really enjoyed it. And mm. it came from Miyamoto. Miyamoto, uh, He was in his garden. He was just imagining like, oh, imagine if like he was imagining a game in his garden. And that's how Pikmin mm. came to be. So he was like, imagine if everything was like miniature and you're in a garden. And that's kind of just how he came up with that's the idea so for cool. Pikmin, which is kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say Pikmin number five. Okay, okay. You're, to be honest, you're kind of selling to me now that I want to try and play it again. See, <laughs> I, I think the interesting thing, the more I learn about you as a person, is that I think there's things very like situational to your time in life of what you enjoy and when you enjoy something. Right. So, you know, at the moment you're talking about like how you, you can only think about Dragon Ball and you can't enjoy games like you used to because <laughs> you're waiting for that. So, like, I feel like, you know, depending on the time of year, you know, when you, yeah. and it's the same for everyone, though. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's true of everyone, but yeah. I think particularly, you know, like if you tried something again at a different point in your life, true, I yeah, think no, it very much so absorbs a different yeah. age, you know, hundred percent. Yeah, no, you're very right. You're very right. Um, my number four is Super Smash Bros. Melee or Melee, <laughs> just to piss people off. <laughs> Story Melee Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Super Smash Bros. Melee, the fucking intro to that game alone, man. It is fucking insane. That big cinematic fight scene, fucking everyone flying around. So good. It's it's probably, it is the best Smash Brothers. I'd agree with you. I'd agree like, with you. Like, as in the the modes were perfect. There there was stuff that were lost in later games, like the adventure mode. I didn't enjoy mm-hmm. as much in later games. There was something more arcadey about this one. Collecting mm-hmm. all the trophies. And do you remember then when you like finished the adventure mode, you had to like go into the shooting game. It was like you were going, that. you were shooting the credits. You kept no you shooting, way. and the higher score you got, you might unlock more trophies. Deadly. Like that game had achievements in the form of trophies. Collecting all the Pokemon or collecting oh all the little trophies. God. Do you know the way there's oh trophies God, right. with characters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you finish Adventure Mode once, you get a Mario trophy. You oh finish it again, you get a different Mario trophy. And there was like hundreds of trophies you had to unlock. Oh. There was so many mini challenges like defeat mm. Link within like 0.4 of a second to unlock Toon Link. And then have yeah. him in a thing. Oh, <laughs> the unlockable, the way they thought about the unlockables in that game fucking yeah. creams my little oh, panties so like. good yeah and a finished game a game you got with all these fucking add-ons all these extras finished done you paid for it once no extra buy-ins none of that shit yeah absolutely and amazing it's still game. used in like the competitive scene today because it's the most balanced game yeah Do you know what I mean so that's yeah. why they're still so like obsessed with using melee or melee uh, as um, <laughs> I don't know which one it is to be honest Nisha yeah. <laughs> alright that's okay okay um, but yeah it's just fucking so good yeah it's so good it's so good right do you have do you have a number four now I know I'm really fucking putting you on the spot here oh, oh, but, this uh, is, okay I'm gonna go with um, oh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go what did I say what did I say number five was Pikmin okay. Pikmin shit I'm gonna go with number, number four, four Luigi's <laughs> Mansion oh yeah yeah <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,
Mario. That's him. That's him. That's him. Hump. I swear to God. What he does is you can press a button that makes him yeah. call out Mario, and he goes Mario. Yeah. And then you, if you press the same button when he's near a press, he just fucks it. He like humps it. He goes. Ooh, 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 ooh. Why does he hump things? I don't know because you can hump things to see if gold comes out of it. But that's like the action he does. He just grabs it and shags it. Oh, he's like shaking it. A grab and shag. Um, I have never played the original Luigi's Mansion. The first I'd ever played was. I think you'd like it. On the Switch? Is it three in the Switch? Yeah, I never really liked the sequels all that much because I have this sequelitis. If things become sequelitis, more, <laughs> <it's> sequelitis, <laughs> which isn't a term I made up, by the way, just in case that's, I won't claim it as my own. That's very good. I really like that. Mm-hmm. There was uh, Aaron from Game Grumps had a series called Sequelitis where he says a lot of the time sequels are just worse uh, <laughs> because they try and overconvolute something. It's like bigger right. and better, do you know, where yeah. a lot of times you prefer simple and easy, do you know? That's, yeah, very true. That's you know? a very good point. Sequelitis, I like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Luigi's Mansion it had the right atmosphere. It was the right size. Uh, it felt more cinematic. I don't know, like, not cinematic because it's wrong because three is very cinematic. I just didn't like, I never finished three. I tried right. to play it three times for like four hours. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know what's not grabbing me. It just doesn't feel the same. And I know that's a nostalgia thing as well, but I've played mm. the first one like four times. Do you know and what, like, man? Sorry, can I just cut in? I feel I have to say this now. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's my Dragon Ball influence, but that is my feeling towards Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, fair. That's fair. That's very, very fair. Yeah, that's if. Ju- sorry, it's just while you were saying it, I was like, it's exactly how I feel about not being able to get into the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom on the Switch, which is everyone is saying is the fucking greatest video game ever, and I'm just like, I don't. It's just I can't do it. I can't mm-hmm. do it. So I tot- I totally get your opinion on three as opposed mm-hmm. to the original Luigi's Mansion on mm-hmm. the GameCube. Now the very exciting thing is they're bringing two to the Switch now. Um, which oh really? I, yeah, because yeah, that was on a that was a DS ga- a three DS game. Oh right. Um, and I would be kind of interested to see. I think that actually had more of a similar ambiance to one. And what mm-hmm. I liked, this is what I always I say this so much, man. Bring back the DS, dude. Like yeah. they had thousands of games that were smaller, more compact, easier to play, mm-hmm. and they could take chances. Yeah. And now they can't take chances because it's a home console that sold like millions and millions of units. And if they don't bring out a banger. Mm. You know, it, it's yeah. it's like success gives fear. You know, it's the same way we're like, you know, we'll try different podcasts. Like our last one was like, why did we great? But if mm. we had like a company who was like, right, every episode has to hit this amount of views, we'd be like, shit, we can't do that episode yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. where mm-hmm. the DS was such a perfect little outlet for like these great, unique little spin-offs. Yeah. Um, do, you know what, do you know what? Actually, you've made a very good point there, right? Because you said about the DS, it tried loads of things, it had all these little spin-offs, and it's one of the greatest selling consoles of all time. The second greatest selling console of all time are probably up there is the PS2, which again, we just said had thousands of games because it took chances mm-hmm. and it tried fucking anything. So there, that's, I'm just thinking from a, a creative point of view, 100%. that is a very interesting point how the two biggest selling yes. possibly consoles of all time have thousands of games which people mm-hmm. could say is shovelware and shit, but it, it is they are considered to be the best. And I wonder, is it because it takes those chances? Dude, when's the last time we had a new IP? It was during the PS2 GameCube yeah. Xbox era. Halo, Devil yeah. May Cry, 
Like, there's so many things that are now on to Devil May Cry 5. Like, mm-hmm. no one now will make, like, there was Shadow of the Colossus. There was Ico. There was so yeah. many different PS2 games. And the mm-hmm. PS2 is the first thing that came into my head as well when you mentioned the DS. The DS and the PS2 are the two highest selling consoles of all time. Yeah. And they're the go. ones that had the most third-party influences. Mm-hmm. I don't mind, like... Like, I, I actually don't think it was shovelware that was released. No, there was shovelware in those systems. I think the Wii arguably has more shovelware. But mm. again, another great selling console. True. true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The idea and the innovations there. I love the PlayStation 2, and I know it's not a PlayStation 2 episode, has such a unique feeling to it in the games. Mm-hmm. They're like, they don't make sense a lot of the times it's like well I guess we're just treasure hunting and there's aliens and dinosaurs here do you know <laughs> whatever the <laughs> yeah, fuck is going yeah, on yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean yeah. but there's just something like remember the ads during the era of the PS2 and GameCube oh, are so weird yeah 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 so do you know what I mean to be futuristic bizarre like trying to appeal to everyone and no one at the same time do yeah, you know what I mean yeah, that's yeah. what the console felt like it appealed to everyone and no one at the same yeah, time yeah. and there very was some true. weird magic about it it was very arty Mm. It was actually, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. It was very arty. Fuck, what he said, arty. (laughs) It was very arty. (laughs) (laughs) Nina Turner's dead. She died for being too arty. The PlayStation 2, the most arty console. Um, By the way, we have to do a fucking PS. Obviously, we're we're going. We have a PS2 episode on the list. Um, now, um, I know it's a GameCube episode. (laughs) <laughs> I'm playing Final Fantasy X at the moment and fucking hell mm-hmm. what a fucking game the nostalgia oh mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there right I'm going to leave that fucking hanging there for people in the future when we get back to our Dude. Final Fantasy X episode a little blue, ba- little blue balling but um, right so we're down Shit, we're to, doing a top 5 yeah we're that doing four. a GameCube top 5 number 4 uh, number 3 did for you me. say what was your number two? What was number 5 was Rocky what was your number 4 uh, Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. you had Pikmin and, and Luigi's uh, Mansion. Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three is three games that I've played from from one series is Resident Evil one, two, and four. Mm. Yeah, because mm. I haven't played three. I have Nemesis there. I just haven't gotten around to playing it. Okay, yeah, but you're not allowed to take all three. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right. Okay. It's one game per franchise. We oh, know the rule. Sake. Four. It has to be four. Yeah, like it, it couldn't does, not it be does, four. It it's the fucking like the greatest game pinnacle of, of Resident Evil games, in my opinion. Absolutely just incredible. Just mm. incredible. First PS2, or first GameCube game that I played on two discs. I forgot it was two discs on the GameCube. Two discs, yeah. It's one yeah. disc on the PlayStation. Oh, yeah, yeah, it but is, it, yeah. And fun fact, the PlayStation version is a lot, looks a lot worse. Like, it's graphically fairly yeah. superior. Because the game, this is another testament, the GameCube was more powerful. And than the PS2. Oh yeah, a good yeah. chunk, and it was a far, it was a far better looking game. If you can, if you can watch up videos of comparison mm-hmm. PS2 versus GameCube. Also, the PlayStation 2 was on one disc. Now the GameCube ones were tiny. I'm not sure how that worked, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Resident Evil Four, number three. Oh shit. Okay. Uh, what am I number three? Am I, this is my number three, is it? This is your number three. <laughs> number three. Fuck! I'm going. <laughs> oh, there's not enough choices in five. Oh fuck, it's between two. I'm gonna go with Super Mario Sunshine. Fuck, that was hard. I wanted to say double dash, but right. I was like, fuck, oh, I yeah, guess. Oh, yeah, double dash. I guess I, I can't have double dash on my list. I can't put it in, really. Mm. 
Actually, the first game we ever played together was Double Dash. Was it, yeah? In Gamerfest. Did we, yeah? Oh, very true, yeah. We did too. I actually have a great picture of you and Sam playing uh, Double Dash uh, mm-hmm. on the GameCube. Um, what's it called? Um, the big fucking stand thing. What are they called? Yeah, again? yeah, the kiosks. Kiosk, yeah, on the Nintendo GameCube kiosk. And there um, was some fucking woman behind us, right? <laughs> fucking opened a fizzy drink when we were playing it, watching us, and it spilled all over us. <laughs> like, exploded <laughs> all over us. No and way. She, and you know what she said to us? It's only water. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> not sorry. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. She said, don't worry. It's only water. And I'm like, all right, thanks. And we were just <laughs> still playing like fucking. Because mm. Sam thought a child vomited behind us. <laughs> and he was like, it would have been better if a child did vomit behind us. Because at least that's excusable. Like, True. Very true. Instead of someone just fucking squirting water on you. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, but that, that kiosk was fucking mm, gorgeous. That fucking kiosk was so good. Yeah, uh, I got Super Mario Sunshine uh, off Ben, Laser Steak Ben, a few months ago, a year ago, whatever, last mm-hmm. year, and I played it a bit. And it's a good game. It's a good game. I haven't gotten into it enough to ha- to rank it in my top five. Sure. Um, but when it first came out, like, so the, the, your previous Mario would have been Super Mario 64, which I know mm-hmm. is one of your favourites. Mm-hmm. What what were your what what are your thoughts on it compared to previous Mario's? It's it's different. It's um like so it's it's you know it has the flood on it. It has different mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know you have the use of water, which is kind of a mandatory theme. Yeah. The interesting thing is that they have those levels where you're not using the flood. Do you know those little? Have you played Sunshine? I don't much? even think I've gotten that far yet. Yeah, so there's there's areas within levels for stars where you have to just do pure platforming sections. Like oh, actually, Mario. I have, and it's very yeah. difficult. And it's very, fu- it's I very really, difficult. I love it. I love mm. it. I think it's very fun. But that's where the idea of Galaxy came from. Oh, people yeah, love that those makes sense. Levels so much, and it's always in the space background thing. Where yeah, you're just yeah. Floating platforms. Yeah, that uh, that's the whole idea of where Galaxy came ah, from. Ah, very good. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I like it a lot. I think I think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, but I, and I know why people don't like it because it does have this whole water theme, but it's it's a bit inconsistent. Like for a Mario game, there's like some really really high highs and there's mm-hmm. some not great sections in it. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I really like it. It's an interesting. You know what it is? It's a spin-off game. I know it's a mainline Mario game, right. but if you were to look at it objectively, it's a spin-off game. Do you yeah. know what I mean, they they take this whole new idea. Um, in terms of a mechanic, Mario goes on holidays. He's not in the Mushroom Kingdom. He's mm-hmm. in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of like, you know, it's it's about curing the island after being arrested. Like, it's a real spin-off game. Like, if there was a movie, it would be a spin-off movie. You know, like, Mario yeah. goes on holidays. You know, it's not mm-hmm. Mario 2, yeah, 3, true. 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's about clearing the island. Like, I don't think you're even really saving Peach in it. You're just trying to save the island from... So, it's a very unique. It has a very Mario Bros. Two vibe about it, you know, kind of. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Very different. Yeah. So, mm. but I still think very, very good. Cool. No, that's that's totally fair enough. Uh, right, my my number two. I kind of I've actually kind of cheated here with my top two, but um, my number two is Twilight Princess, and you'll find out when I say number one why you think I've cheated. Number two, Twilight mm, Princess for me yeah, yeah. is because it was the first GameCube game I ever played. I, I absolutely adored it uh, because I I think actually another reason why I missed the GameCube was because I had finished Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and they were dark and scary and 
I like that style. And then I remember thinking when Wind Waker was coming out, I was like, what the fuck? This is... Mm. Everyone felt that thi- way. I remember being like, what are they thinking doing this? Like, Yeah, no, there was, so, there was so much insane. anger about it. There was yeah. so much anger about it. Fucking insane. Like, mm. And then I then when Twilight Princess came out, I was like, oh shit, they're after... You know, they're after listening to the people. This is this is what mm-hmm. they want. And I remember playing it uh, that time. My friend left the console in my house, and I fucking loved it. I love how dark it is. I love the midnight. I love the transformation. It's just, it's a really, really yeah. cool game. I like again. Right. I, I I know we're comparing. We were comparing the two earlier on, but it doesn't take away from the fact that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Twilight Princess is a fucking amazing game. Do yourself a favour as well yeah. and watch the E3 reveal, the live reaction of Twilight Princess. There's oh, really? A, yeah? yeah, it's the most fucking goosebumpy hype trailer Deadly. ever. And it's, 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 of a, it's, of a, yeah, it's, it's not a direct feed. It's of a camera right. recording people watching it cool. and like the cheering and the craziness of it. Like I have goosebumps Deadly. thinking about it. It's one of the greatest nice. E3 reactions and then Miyamoto comes out with the Master Sword and the Helian Shield yeah. afterwards and it's, it's very, very cool. Yeah, I'll So watch I've that. actually fucked myself in the foot here a little bit so I'm going to have to take some, I'm going to do a little caveat. What are we on, number two? Number, number two, yeah, number two. Number, number two. two. So I'm not going to put Resi 4 on this list because I played it on the PlayStation 2. Uh, right, that's fair I'm going. Enough. I'm going to do that. It, it, obviously, in a top ten games of all time, I put it there, and it's a GameCube original. But since mm-hmm. I fucked my list up already, I'm just going <laughs> to use that as an excuse, okay? Because mm-hmm. number two does have to be for me Super Smash Bros. Um, right. Like we've already talked about, we've already said it. Um, mm-hmm. But like, fucking, I played so much of that game. Yeah. Such good memories with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a ten out of ten video game. Do you yeah, know? it really, is. really is. Like, if you want to go with like best sequels in the world, like from the N64 game they mm-hmm. tightened it up it controlled better it looks gorgeous yeah like I, that was the first time we saw Mario with like you could see like the threads in his denim like you knew he was wearing denim and stuff it was texturized oh yeah like his overalls and stuff so mm-hmm. it was the first time we actually got like a next generation look at those characters because I think it came out before um did it come out before Wind Waker and stuff? I, I like definitely either way anyway it was like the first time we saw these detailed mm-hmm. looks at these characters which blew my mind as well yeah, no, it is a fucking really, really good game. Great multiplayer, and like you said, it's still used today in competitive what are com- like competitions and stuff, which is a testament to it and how mm-hmm. tight a fucking game it is. So yeah, no, I fucking I I think on which it there it is a fantastic game. Uh, and number one, which for me, potentially for you. Oh, he's know. just gonna fucking steal. Is this oh, this yeah. every list we ever do? Every list we've ever done. I will say something. And you go, Actually, no, that's mine. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Right, right. Mine, you, why don't I say number on, one? Do why don't you hair, do right? your usual my, skit? My number one is uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. What's what's your number one? My number my one, one is Wind Waker. Ah, oh, no, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Actually, no, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck Double Dash. I'm taking I'm Wind taking Waker. It, it's mine. I'm it's taking mine. it. It's mine. What's your number one then? <laughs> Well, I just said it, didn't I? Didn't I just say it? Didn't I fucking... Yeah. Oh, man. Wind Waker. It's just... We've talked about it already. It's so good. It's mm. just so good. It's so beautiful. I just... I can't... Like, the story, the plot twists, holy shit. It's so fucking cool, the way they do it. The fucking kid with the little snop over hanging out of his nose. Discovering <laughs> the different islands. The ending. Uh, I adore the yeah, ending. Yeah, it's so good. We won't spoil it. Because I think a lot of people, like, again, I only played through for the first time a few years ago, man. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. When, when that part happened, I was like, holy shit. 
Well, so, we are we are a nostalgia podcast, so I mean, I think if we're to promote the idea of going back in some old games that people haven't played, oh, we'll avoid saying it Wind and Waker. play Wind Waker. Yeah, do yourself 100%. a favor. I actually think if I was to recommend any Zelda game for people to start with outside Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, it would be like Wind Waker because it's very, yeah. it's very accessible. I, mm-hmm. I like the way the combat is very like, you know, reactionary. So like press mm-hmm. A to counter and he does like a backflip and slices them in the mm-hmm. back. Very fluid in that way. Um, yeah. Just, 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 just being on your boat that talks mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And just, I like get emotional when I think about Wind Waker because I remember being down in West Cork with my parents. I remember bringing my GameCube and my CRT. Mm. I remember plugging it in. And I remember going into, because I went to a seaside town to play yeah. a seaside game. Oh. And then we would go around and I'd go for dinner with my parents and I'd run back and play the game while they were having drinks with their friends. Yeah. And like, ah, oh, like if I hear so the good. full theme, I will tear up. Yeah, yeah. It's no. just. It's it's my number one. If I was to say in top ten games of all time in terms of nostalgia and in terms of an emotional tie to a time in my life, it's number one. Yeah. Like, in terms of a game that like hits me in the chest, it's mm. always number one. Always cool, number man. one. It's just nice. it's just in such a happy time yeah. in my childhood. Yeah. That, like ah, oh, that's great, man. I love oh. to fucking hear that. Yeah, I love to hear it. Um, that's a nice top five. Now I have to say, uh, where we've hit hit a nice top five. You mentioned pressing A to do a backflip there. The GameCube controller yes, is something we haven't segue. talked about yet. Go, a very good segue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the GameCube controller is fucking fantastic. The it most looks, comfortable controller. It, yeah, it looks bizarre. But then again, a lot of N6 or a lot of Nintendo games like the N64 or Nintendo controllers like the N64 do. But it's so comfortable, man. Those like those air triggers at the back. The, the little yellow lad, the big, huge button, the big, huge A button in the middle. It's or the, is it A? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's the only controller to be still to be made today. Like, oh, it's what? The o- like, they still oh, yeah. make the GameCube controllers oh, for Smash. Oh, you got like the Smash Bros thing with the Smash Bros GameCube the controller. It's the only actually, retro yeah. controller that's still produced from, like, day one. That's how fucking much people love it. Mm. And the GameCube was not their most popular console by any means. Mm-hmm. And, like... They're still fucking. They're still. There's wireless. I have wireless versions of it over there made by a third party company. Oh yeah. Um. And like they still make it for Smash. Like it's. I still think. I don't know if you can still. Well, the next time the next Smash comes out, I'm sure there'll be another one. But like when yeah. Smash Ultimate came out on Switch, they made them first. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah. And it blows my mind. It's. It took three years to develop that controller. Three Did years of reiterations they spent on making that oh, controller. Oh really? Yeah. And it's the only controller we talked about before that's specifically first party made with different size buttons. They have the kidney shaped X and Y button. Mm-hmm. They have the really big A button, the big mm-hmm. green one. Like Go mm-hmm. is A. B yeah. is a little red stoplight. Mm-hmm. Um, the C stick, the Z button. Like it's like, you know, so when you pick up that controller and you're playing a first party Nintendo game, you always know A's jump. Yeah, you always know yeah, A's yeah. the context button because it's the big mm-hmm. green one. Mm-hmm. Um which is just very very cool. Yeah, I, what? I, it's it's my number one comfortable controller. Yeah, to be honest, um, like I always thought the SNES controller for me was my favorite. But the more I use the GameCube controller, I think it might be because it is so comfortable. And I do like the just how how you're when you're playing and you're using the buttons. Like how you jump from one button to the next is just it's really fluid mm-hmm. and it's really comfortable and it's a really yeah it's i think it's a great game experience using that controller 100% but, but think about this right let's say you're using an Xbox or a PlayStation or a SNES controller for the first mm-hmm. time right mm-hmm. and let's say you know when you first start playing games or you never play video games you have to keep looking at the controller what's x yeah yeah 
you can GameCube controller is like Braille. Like you can you can you can you know what yeah, everyone is because yeah. they're all uniquely shaped. Very true. So they all Very have true. their own they all have their own feel, they all have their own mm-hmm. contact sensitivity. That even for someone who's never played games before, they can look at a game controller, oh that's the big green button. I know mm-hmm. when I'm feeling it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like no. it's very interesting from that point of view. Yeah, I actually hadn't thought about it like that before, but that's a very good point. The mm-hmm. big, big button, it makes it very accessible as well for, like you said, like non-gamers or someone who mm-hmm. mightn't be as familiar. Mm-hmm. It's like they pick it up and like, well, clearly this is the button I need to press yes. <laughs> to fucking do something here, yeah, you know what I mean? The, that's the context button, go for it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. What about the, the what's the wireless one called? The Wavebird. Do you, do you have one of them? I don't, I'm jealous. They look very, very cool. I like the way they have the plug-in thing at the they, front you know, of the console. Speaking of a sexy GameCube console, <laughs> I want to stick my little chode into the front of the four ports. That Wavebird's got a big, thick booty coming out the back uh, of it. Oh, yeah, for all oh, the it's, batteries. It's, oh, it's got a chunky chunk that, like, you know, <laughs> mm. It's a, a very cool looking controller. <laughs> um, what do you think of the Nintendo Panasonic Mirror Chrome? I GameCube? forgot about that with the DVD yeah. player in it. Yeah, man. It's How fucking. Oh wait, it has a DVD player in it, does it? That's 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 its purpose. Yeah, uh, it I thought it was more of a musical thing, but yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's it's so it's a DVD player within it. I think they're very cool. I mean, I think aesthetically on their own. It's very naughty looking. I think the mm. GameCube looks timeless. Mm-hmm. It's a square. Like maybe at the time people weren't mad about it, but I think retroactively the GameCube looks very good. I think yeah. anything that remains boxy ends up looking good and anything that has more rounded features. Like the N sixty four looks a bit dated. Don't get me wrong, I adore it. I love the look at it, but it looks of its time. Yeah, I get you. Do you know where I think you could release the GameCube today, maybe with some slight revisions about the port slots and mm-hmm. it's a little black box, you know, it looks sleek. Um what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> what 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 do you think on the Nintendo Pan- GameCube oh, Panasonic yeah. GameCube the yeah, Mirror I, Chrome? I think it's a really cool thing to potentially have in your collection. But yeah, yeah it's fine. I, I prefer the original look of the GameCube I, though. I, I think the whole thing. I think I was talking about this before with the Console Wars book, uh, where Nintendo were actually going to partner with Sony, mm-hmm. and at the last minute when they were doing a press conference. The guy from Sony was there, and Nintendo were going to announce their partnership with Sony, mm-hmm. and that's where that Super Nintendo PlayStation hybrid came mm-hmm. from. And they all of a sudden were like uh, Panasonic, and Sony were like, "What the fuck? What the and, fuck?" And this, this came back as well to the colors of the Super Nintendo controller yeah. being same colors as the PlayStation logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That and they then, were intertwined with it, mm, and then that went. To, obviously, the partnership with Panasonic kind of. Never really went anywhere, and then the PlayStation was born. So, which is quite interesting when you think of the Nintendo Panasonic, the GameCube mm. Panasonic. It's a very cool console. But what happened because of it? Now, I think that's how the story goes. Um, and then, do you ever see the little screen you can get for the Nintendo GameCube where you can play it portable? Oh so yeah, they had them up. for like other consoles yeah, as well. They still cool. make them today for like the Series oh, yeah, S and stuff. They have them on the PS1. Oh, do they make them for yeah, the Series What? Yeah, there's one for the Series S third no party way. ones. No, no, like they were never official Nintendo ones anyway. I don't think they were always oh, third party right. accessories that was like right. a little LCD screen you'd plug into the back of it and it would Yeah. which were very Daddy. very cool. But yeah, they have one for the Series S and stuff still. Any any console that has like a a bit of a portable design to it they tend mm-hmm. to make them for uh, um, right, yeah. I have a couple of easter eggs that Go I'd on. like to oh, share yeah. with Hit you me. Yeah, please um, so you can try this uh, in a minute but uh, mm-hmm. when you start on the GameCube if you hold the Z contr- the Z button mm-hmm. you know the way the intro goes you hold the Z button while turning on a controller it makes dogs barking the theme no way does it yeah 
<laughs> no way. Oh, we're going to have to give that a shot. Now, if you plug in four controllers and all hold the <laughs> Z button, it changes the theme again. And it's what? a very Japanese influenced flair. I will, I will yeah. let you try it out at home if you have four controllers. Oh, nice. Um, there is also um, there's a service disc you can get for the GameCube. And um, it was actually allowed you to detect N64 controllers on the GameCube. So there was plans to be backwards compatible accessories for it that were just never implemented. So with the right adapter and a service disc, it can pick up an N64 controller. No way. That will work with the result, which is very, very cool. I realize that. That's very cool. Now, I'm going to blow your fucking mind a little bit here, okay? So, do you know the GameCube logo? Yeah. You can picture it in your head, yeah? I can do, yeah. So, you know the way it's kind of like a cube in the G... Mm-hmm. Um, and it has like you know it has a reflection surface too you know because it's a cube so they have to denote it looks like a cube so yeah, some parts are lighter than others yeah mm. so the, the lighter parts of the cube that texture right mm-hmm. is the same texture that's used on all the keys in Ocarina of Time what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so the keys in Ocarina of Time yeah are the same graphic texture of the reflection on the GameCube logo you're fucking joking me <laughs> yeah and it's the same with the N64 logo as well Holy fucking so shit. So it's the same it's the same texture as what's used on the N64 graphics for reflections, oh. but specifically the keys in Ocarina of Time. No way, man. Anything anything that brings it back to Ocarina of Time. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's just good like, yes. Yeah, so yes. I, I was looking up some uh, did you know gaming Teddy. videos, just get some nice oh, little yeah, facts yeah. for you today. Uh, class, also, man. when you you know if you boot up the Nintendo GameCube and you don't mm-hmm. have a game in it, it goes to the menu. So like you know, in that generation they didn't have a menu unless there was not a game in it. So if you yeah. don't have a game in the game, the little floaty right? cube. Yeah, yeah. The, the music in the background of that is this very ambient, just slow mm. thing. Mm-hmm. But if you speed that music up nineteen times, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's the Famicom startup jingle. No fucking way, man! <laughs> what? No way! That's fucking deadly. So it's like a super slow down no ambient version of it. Like who finds this shit out? You know what I mean? Oh man, that's that man. This is the shit that gets me going, man. This is the shit I fucking love. Oh mm-hmm. god, that's so fucking cool. Jesus, do you have any more? Uh, just kind of about the fact that the the dolph the dolphin theme oh, yeah, on yeah. it and has the chips and then a flipper thing and that sunshine and wind waker kind of water themed in it as well. Mm. There was um, very some GameCube demos as well, and there was one with me out playing an electric guitar with oh. lots of Pokemon. I'm that? I'm only after seeing this. Uh, I'm after seeing something about this on Twitter. Uh, oh, really? Somebody was somebody was actually talking about. You know, I didn't realize there was any relation to the GameCube, but I saw someone because I follow a lot of pages who post like literally st- like interesting like you know th- those facts that you just told me there. I love like old um, advertising stuff. You know, really like niche stuff that you wouldn't think of. Niche. And that that yeah, and that meowed song was something I just saw online. Mm-hmm. So what what's what what's exactly the crack? It there? was a it was a demo that people thought was gonna be a game, but it wasn't. It was actually right. used as like some sort of Pokemon three D animated thing in the end, but it was to show off the GameCube's ah. like power and prowess. Like there was, yeah. there was another one where there was a hundred and twenty Mario's on screen running around a sphere. Oh, yeah, which I've also influenced Galaxy because ah, you know they were running yes. around in a circle yeah, later yeah, on. Yeah. Um and it was to show, you know, all the polygons it could do. It could show how much stuff was on screen at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually an unlockable... Uh, there was it, it was referenced later in Super Smash Bros. because it was an unlockable trophy of Meowth playing an electric guitar ah. in Super Smash Bros. as one of the little trophies, too, which is very, very cool. Because if anything, Smash Bros. is a, hist- a piece of history art of Nintendo, right? They try and mm-hmm. include as much different... You know, stuff real or not real as they can in it, which is cool. Yeah. Um. There was also the trailer for the GameCube 
uh, just before, like a few years before it actually came out, of mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time in GameCube graphics of Link fighting yes. Ganon. Yes, you and, said that uh, before. That was also what contributed to the big disappointment to the Wind Waker graphics. Yes. People thought they mm-hmm. were getting this game. Yeah, and then they got that game. That's, Do you know what I mean? That's it's mad how they how they went from Wind Waker and then brought out Twilight Princess, which I feel like that demo is twi- more Twilight Princessy looking. Mm-hmm. Like I wonder, like so, was there? Like, I know everyone appreciates The Wind Waker now, and it's a fucking great game. And it did get great reviews when it came out, but was there also that backlash? From, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, huge. It sold poorly mm. because of it. Do you know what I mean? Do you, like, you reckon uh, well, that was it, yeah? Well, yeah, 100%. Like, is it, well, when I say, well, the GameCube sold poorly, so, I mean, that's always mm. going to influence as well. And you can compare Twilight Princess, because Twilight Princess is more of a Wii game than it is a GameCube R- game. Yeah. Because, mm. like, it launched on the GameCube and the Wii at the same time, mm. and which is interesting, because Link is supposed to be fucking left. This annoys me so much. Link is supposed yes. to be left-handed, mm-hmm. and because, obviously, with the Wii, they were like, most people are right-handed. They just... Mm-hmm. The, the whole game is mirrored. You're Like, yeah. you're playing the game on the Wii, you're playing left is right and right is left. Yeah. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like play uh, them, playing yeah. it in mirror mode. Yeah, I remember um, that, yeah. Because wasn't there a big thing about the the teaser for Skyward Sword and something to do with what hand he was holding a sword in or something like that? Remember there being a whole hullabaloo about the, the artwork for Skyward Sword? He was right-handed after the Wii. Like, that oh. changed his canon. Yeah, fucking hell. Which is like... Cause mm. I like I'm left-handed. I like being left-handed. Are you lefty? Yeah. I, I was actually lefty, watching. Yeah. No, I was watching The Simpsons yesterday for the first time in years, mm-hmm. and it was season eight, episode eight, I think, and it was uh, where Ned's Ned's house, like Ned, has a rig string of bad luck, and I and he they talk about his shop in the Springfield Mall, and he has the leftorium. Do you remember that in The Simpsons? No. He has a shop for all left-handed thing, left-handed people called the Leftorium, and there's people <laughs> looting it. Like that, that's mad. That I literally only what I was sitting there yesterday, and um, I was I put on The Simpsons came on, and I just flicked it on to see what my daughter's reaction would be. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like watching it. We were watching it for a little bit, and then I was like, "Fuck the Leftorium." That's I totally forgot about it because I haven't watched The Simpsons in the years. The OG so, yeah. Simpsons is so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. So fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I love I it so much. Yeah, it was great. So, Kamara, you gave me a Nintendo magazine, right? You gave me mm-hmm. a few bits and bobs in that beautiful nostalgia box. Oh, thank you again. No bothers. I'm reading through Nintendo official magazine. Oh, you better get your Dragon Ball DVDs today, by the way, oh, or I'll, yeah, have to, yeah. uh, I'll have to go searching for them. Yeah, we'll see. They might even be down. Oh, Jesus, because we're recording this on Monday morning. This might, might be downstairs. You never know. Yeah, and the version you got for season two was like that plastic box version. Yeah, rather shit, than yeah. yeah, rather than the sleeve and the the pullout. The nice so you'll version, have the little, yeah. the little leaflets oh, and stuff in it as well. Deadly. Um, I'm reading through the magazine. June Nintendo official magazine, June 2003. On the cover is F Zero GC. I'll actually take a picture of this and put it up on our socials because it's such a nice magazine. Mm-hmm. But reading through the magazine has been so fucking nostalgic. There's so much in it. There's actually GameCube games I never even realised were a thing. There's like a, a WWE Crush Hour, it's called. So it's a wrestling game, but you're dri- they're all driving and they're like like Destruction Derby or racing or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when I first saw it, I was actually like, was this like one of those games that was previewed but never got released? But it did get released. And I was like, fucking hell, this is after blowing my mind. But the whole experience of reading the magazines is something that I'm really, really enjoying. And it's just so cool. And it's... It was perfect for this episode to get into the mind frame of wh- around the GameCube being sure. out because it is mainly it's all GameCube games. There's there's like the first there's they have um a tip section of how to get through the first part of Wind Waker, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. And there's so much just like the comp you know people re 
writing with letters and stuff like that because I think it'll be great when we had mentioned before how Harry Kay is going to come on and do a magazines episode with us which I think mm-hmm. would be very cool very nostalgic but one thing I was reading in this magazine and I'm going to I'm going to propose to you Keith right and I'm not oh. talking getting married but we can do well that that's disappointing <laughs> well that's just not yet that's just not yet man I want that to be a surprise um, so I'm, I'm looking in the pages here right and there's a review section and they talk mm-hmm. about how they review things and I think me and you should do some video game reviews on, mm. on the podcast. Even if it's like a little, I don't know, it could be like a fucking a side episode, you know what I mean? Sure. Something like that. Or maybe they, it might, maybe a little retro ramblings as well. You could yeah, do like yeah, mini, yeah. Re- oh, mini reviews on oh retro ramblings. Yes, yes, great idea, great idea. Uh, Patreon forward slash press new button to continue. <laughs> <laughs> Rain five stars, we're four away by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. <gasps> we are. We're four, four reviews five star reviews away from a hundred on spotify mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this and you use the app please go on to the spotify app and write and give us that five do and if you like your little extra content as well for going the extra mile you can go on to our pa- is it patron or patreon 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 okay. and become a patron okay there we go yeah uh patreon.com forward slash press any button to continue um, the reviews, right? It tells us they 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 rank them out of ten. It tells you our, our official reviews. How our official reviews work, Keith? We have to do it. I'm going to send you a picture of this. We're going to do some video game reviews. And, okay, and we'll uh, use that. We'll, 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 use, the we'll model. use that 2003 Nintendo yes. magazine as yes. our guide. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. No, I um, think very quickly, I just wanted to mention some side games that didn't make my top five list that I think are important just to scroll through a little okay. bit. You know okay. what I mean? Because okay. okay. I was thinking of like Mario Party 4, I think is my favorite Mario Party, and it's on cool. the GameCube. And I think, because I remember playing that, it's just quality. F Zero, mm-hmm. which yeah. gets no love in this day and age. There's no more F Zero games. I don't yeah. know why. It's one of the great. Have you played F Zero on the SNES or the it's Game Boy Advance? It's literally on the fucking cover of this magazine. It's so that you good, gave me. Like, like. Yeah, it is. It's very, very cool. Beautiful fucking Joe. Beautiful What's the crack Joe. with that? Now hold on a second. Is he beautiful? Is he beautiful? What's He's beautiful. The crack with Joe? He's beautiful. What? <laughs> what is it's beautiful? cool. He's like that is beautiful. Do you know what <laughs> right, I mean? He's yeah. like, um, it's a whole stylish thing. And yeah. There, you pick up V's in the game, which give you more style points, and then you can transform. Right. You go from a normal Joe mm. into a beautiful Joe, ah. which is like his Power Ranger counterpart, and he can slow down time and speed it up and fight people. And no it's way. very, very fucking hard. Deadly. Uh, Simpsons Hit and Run. It's a multi-platform game, but it's mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. A classic mm-hmm. GTA. Spider-Man Two. I had on the GameCube as well. Mm. Such a good Spider-Man game. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, Actually, I have Spider-Man, the first one on the GameCube. Not as hot, not as hot. Right. Second one, very good. Again, hasn't aged fantastically. Yeah. But at the time, that was the first game where webs actually stuck to the building and had physics, oh. and it was like, ah, cool. Worked in that way, which nice. paved the way for the Spider-Man that's on the PlayStation consoles today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there were just a little few on in there. Obviously, Twilight yeah. Princess as well has to be mentioned with this, and the Game Boy player is just so cool. There was Zelda Four Swords as well. There was a game oh, yeah. called or racing that had a little pac-man multiplayer disc where people could plug it you could plug your game boy advance into the gamecube i don't know if you know this there mm-hmm. was a cable that went from your game boy advance into your gamecube and you can use it as a controller for multiplayer games no way. um and there was certain games right and it's the yeah. best multiplayer game i've ever played maybe not if i was playing it again where you're pac-man on the tv mm-hmm. and everyone else has a game boy where they're playing as the ghost trying to eat no Pac-Man. fucking and, way yeah, so you look at the game boy advance it's yeah. like the wii u kind of so you can't cheat yeah so you're, yeah, you're yeah. Look, and they're all chasing you while you're Pac-Man on the screen that running around. That is fucking deadly, it's man. fucking sick. It came that with a game called Or Racing. Yeah. And it should have been its own standalone game. I, I don't yeah. know how the fuck it was. And it was so much fun. Right. So much fun. Nice. Nice. Well, in the, the 
Nintendo Magazine, right? Mm-hmm. To, they, they're rating stuff out of 10. So to rate the GameCube out of 10, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it to you now. I'll let you do like, you know, you can do like something point something if you don't want to okay, do a solid. Okay, okay. If you don't I want to ha- do a solid. I, I, I have it. I'm just going to go what's in my head. Right. And it's an 8.5. Uh, eight, but, oh, Keith, that's I, that's low to me. I would have thought you would have went higher. See, I'm very a critique rater. Like, if you right. asked me, like, I'm, I'd be, I'd like, because you see, when you start going in, like, people give people throw out nines and tens, like, really ten, yeah, right, like, do you right. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. ten is obviously it's in the eyes of the viewer, and I mm. always say this before: a ten doesn't mean a game is perfect. A ten means you couldn't enjoy the game anymore. In my yeah. opinion, right? So it has its yeah, problems, yeah. but they haven't deterred you from in- getting maximum enjoyment out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the GameCube has so many fucking good first-party games, mm-hmm. but it has a small library. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have an expansive one. Um, and it's I, just 8.5 is in my head. I think 8.5 is like... Okay, okay. Is an A plus already. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think about scoring yeah. exams. Like, if you get 85% in an exam, you're like, holy fuck, that's... True. One, one, Very do you true. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, what would come past that as a console, but, like, you know, like, I'd give probably the PS2, like, you know, a slightly lower one, if that makes any sense. Right, right. So, you know, it's... Okay. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. What do you think? I think I'll go for... I think I'm going to go for an 8, because I don't know enough of it to rate it any higher than that. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I do, I know the GameCube. I know the GameCube well enough, but I feel like... Till I've played at like a minimum of around like thirty games, mm-hmm. forty games maybe to really get it, get my teeth into it. Always remember as well, you can play your GameCube games on the Wii. So oh, you know if you have a yeah. Wii, the Wii's backwards compatible, yes. and you can yes. put your memory cards into the Wii, and you can put your GameCube controllers into a Wii. Mm. And in fact, even though the outside the Game Boy player, which is is big win. Uh, if you really wanted to just have two consoles in one, just get the Wii, really. Don't get me wrong, as a collector, the GameCube's gorgeous, but mm-hmm. if you have... Now, the later generation Wiis aren't backwards compatible, but mm-hmm. most of the white ones are, like mm-hmm. the, the original kind of glossy cool. ones. Um, so yeah, you should definitely have an old... Because uh, most people have a Wii in their house, in yeah, the attic. Because the Wiis, every family got a Wii because you had, like, the fucking balance training board and you know all the stuff that the fiddles liked and training your brain Mm -hmm. and all this shit Mm -hmm. Um, so if you have a Wii in your attic it's more Mm -hmm. than likely we'll play GameCube games too so you can you can get into it that way there you go there you go right I think we've kind of covered everything the games the look the controller the release date the library all the goodness all the hotness as you might say this is kind of I was, I was gonna try and do a steamy streamers impression, but uh, I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> what, were, what were you? What, what one were you gonna do? I was no, I was just gonna say like I was just gonna. <laughs> I was just gonna be like, all the goodness, all that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so not it's gonna be like loving the one and need a yeah. baby. This GameCube is so spicy. Oh. I wanna fuck it like a dolphin, baby. <laughs> Slap it all in. <laughs> Cream the dreams, Sally Hansen, Belly Hans, Shellac, Coon the Booms, Diddly Fiddly. It's yeah. also very early on a Monday morning. True, and, true. You know, I'm ah, still, we're my fucking brain, perking my brain, up for a Monday. We are. Well, my no. brain is still recouping from a weekend of debauchery, <laughs> so I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm slapping a lot in as well. Keith, tell me this. Um, we're finished up. Where, if the good people who are listening to this podcast want to find you after, outside, mm-hmm. where do they go? You can find me. I'm doing some Vice City morning streams on Kick at the moment, and we're having an absolute blast over there. We just hit under over 100 followers, which is fucking amazing. 
and it was hit number one in the retro category a couple of times, which Ooh, is exciting. Deadly, man. Not to toot my own cock or anything. Toot, toot motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're having a blast over there in the mornings. Then in the evening times, we're doing Twitch streams where I'm doing PS1 classics at the moment. Whatever nice. comes into my mind. A bit of mm -hmm. Spider-Man, a bit of Tomb Raider, a bit of Gex, a bit of whatever. Rugrats. Uh, a bit of bit, Rugrats, which could you send it on to me? Because Miss Hats or Miss Hammy, as the new name would suggest, needs me to play that. So. Yeah, I'll um, have a look. Have a look. Do and you know socials and stuff like that. Nisha, where can we find you? Um, mainly on Instagram at retro retro underscore gamer underscore Ireland. That's it, nice and simple. And you can check out the podcast on Twitter. All the all the links, all the yeah. links. We have and a you, nice, you lovely have little link you tree. Do. And you we have do. to visit me before the end of the year to do some retro streams. I think. Oh you know, yeah, gonna, we've got gonna, some videos, man. We need to we need to release those videos. We need we to. Well, we're gonna put. I think we have some. Right, we recorded videos very quickly. And at the time, we were just seeing how the recording process went. We didn't get the sound quite wise, right. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of like, mm, you know, I think we, we had a couple of Let's Plays for Sonic and mm. something Super else. Super Mario and we, 3. And we had a couple of reactions for Game Masters. These are very rough mm. demos, right? Mm. So we weren't ultimately, I think, ready to really show them everywhere. But mm. I think we were thinking we might shove them up onto the Patreon as some lovely, yeah. embarrassing Let's, little goodies. Why don't we do it? Instead of a retro rambling three, why don't we do... <gasps> Would you like a video? Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Just get I, it out there, man. See, yeah, get, get, a, get a taste for it. Get a feel for what people we'll, think. We'll do a little trial run. I was violently run. ill as well while we're recording mm -hmm. if I do look a bit off. <laughs> <laughs> you always look a bit off, man. We oh, never yeah, know what's true. going on in that brain. True, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, we'll do that. Right, man. I'm fucking. That was that was a fun episode, man. That was a fun episode. Um, so if you enjoyed the podcast, please go on to Spotify, use the app. We're four five star reviews away from a hundred five star reviews. And uh, check out the socials. It's on the link tree. Check out the Patreon. And uh, have a beautiful day. Uh, we love you. And. Uh, 